Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you lift up those hands wherever you are right now? Begin to appreciate Him. Begin to appreciate the God of all creation, the God of heaven and the earth. Everything belongs to Him. Everything belongs to Him. I run to you, Jesus. I run to you, Jesus. You are the Alpha and the Omega. I run to you, Jesus. I run to you. I run to you, God. Can you run to Jesus this morning? Whatever the challenges are, whatever the situation is, run to him. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and receive rest from the creator of heaven and earth. Come and receive rest from the one who made you. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Thank you, Father. Give him praise. Father, we bless your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whatever be the challenge you are going through this morning, you have a God that is able. If you can trust in his power, if you can trust in, the, in your source, you came from him. You came from him. He is the one that made you. He's your manufacturer. Can you trust him this morning to fix whatever the issues are? Can you go back? You know, when a product is not working as planned, what do we do? We go back to the manufacturer. We go back to the one who made it for them to make the corrections. So this morning, you're going to go back to the manufacturer. You're going to go back to the one who created all things, the one who made you, the source of all things. And you're going to say, Lord, I've come to you, fix me. <laughs> come to him and say, fix me, Lord. Open my eyes. Show me where I'm getting it wrong. I want to fix it. Can you go to God right now and say, Lord, I run to you. I come to you. The Bible said, no one that come to him that he will cast out. He will not cast you out. His arms are open wide to receive you when you come back to him. Just like the prodigal son who missed his way. But when he got back to his senses, he ran to his father. When he got back to his senses, he ran to his father. And his father did not reject him. His father did not reject him. Hallelujah. His father did not reject him. Rather, his father accepted him with open arms. And organized a feast for him. Somebody, because you are coming back, God is organizing a feast for you. Because you are coming back, amazing things are, start, are going to start happening in your life. You have been away from your source. You have experienced serious problems. 
But right now, he's coming back to you. Just appreciate him this morning. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Can you get in this morning and begin to appreciate this God? The one who cares so much about you, appreciate him. We worship you, Jesus. We give you praise. No one else like you. Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. No one like you, Jesus. No one like you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you are more than one person listening to me where you are right now, can you give the next person close to you a high five and tell them welcome to the presence of God? Let me announce to you that the presence of God is right there where you are. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered, God is there. Now, because we are here and you are there, God is there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I want you to appreciate God wherever you are. Just give him praise. Thank him. Because it's an opportunity to be in his presence. It's an opportunity to be in his presence. Let me tell you, it's a privilege. So, I appreciate God this morning. I appreciate this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you. This is the last Sunday of month. And it's been amazing since the beginning of this month. This month is our month of receiving. Glory to God. And I tell you, there have been mighty testimonies. There have been great testimonies of people that have received things in this month. And it doesn't stop this month. Testimonies will still keep rolling out. Because God has already worked it out. It's for you to receive. Let me tell you, like I said when we started this month, God is not creating any new thing. All the things are already created in the realm of the spirit. Learning how to receive is being able to download what is in the realm of the spirit to the physical. It's translating the spiritual blessings into physical blessings. Hallelujah. It's translating the things that are in the realm of the spirit into tangible reality. Where you can hold them, where you can, you can use them for your benefit. Praise God. Praise God. So we've been talking about it and we'll talk about the, the playing the chess of life. We're saying that there are things that position you. There are laws, there are principles that put you in best position to receive. Now, a lot of people just live life. And they think life is just like that. No, life is not just like that. There are laws. There are principles that govern this earth. Praise God. And that's why if you jump up from a cliff, you're going to fall. Amen. If you jump up from a cliff, you're going to what? You're going to fall. No way about it. And when you fall, you're going to break bones. <laughs> Praise God. This is the law. There are principles. 
There are laws that govern this earth. Praise God. Those who have mastered these principles have had successes in their lives. I know some people just live like life is like that. No, it's not. There are principles. And can I, I have a good news for every child of God that these principles we are talking about are all in the word of God. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament are full of principles. In fact, everything in the, in the Bible is about principles. It's about a way of life. So when we're talking about principles, we're talking about laws, we're talking about a system of life. A system of living. That when you align yourself to that system, you will experience the outcome of your alignment. Now, so many people just live their life without understanding systems. And then they, they don't understand why they keep repeating failures. They don't understand why they keep repeating a cycle of failure. It's because they don't understand the systems that, you know, manufacture those failures. They don't understand the system that produce those failures. If you would understand the systems that produce those failures, you can break the chain. You can break the circle. That's what we're talking about. You can break the circle of those failures, of those negative occurrences. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Recently, I was starting with some people and I was, I was talking about one, uh, something Pastor Paul just said one time. He said there was a family and in this family, a premature death usually occur at a particular age. They discover that when they get at a particular age, you know, things started to occur. And then one of one of one member of the family who become who became a child of God, who is a child of God, you know, started making investigation about, you know. The, the, the kind of food that this that they they be eating and all that and, and then they discovered there is a line of there is a particular kind of food that was not compatible with their uh, 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 system their bloodline and all that you know and that kind of food was causing some kind of sickness that was reoccurring in their life at a certain age. And immediately that discovery was made. The guy stopped it and then started telling all his siblings. I said, look, this is what I've discovered. Everybody stopped taking this meal. And that meal was like a culture in the family. It was like one thing that they like in that family. And you know, when they stopped that meal, that circle stopped. So there are things in this life. And that is why we need to learn. When you see people experience some level of success, there are knowledge, there are things that they know, that they apply, and that cause these successes to reoccur in their life. Hallelujah. That's why, as children of God, we need to find out what are the principles in the kingdom. The kingdom is a way of life. The kingdom is a culture. We need to find the principles of the kingdom. What are the things that make for success in the kingdom? Praise God. 
There are things that ensure that people in the kingdom of God succeed. Now, if you don't understand these principles, you will struggle. If you don't understand these systems, you will struggle. So, what will happen is that you're doing trial. That's what a lot of believers are doing. A lot of Christians are just in the system of trying things. And then most of the successes they get, they get it by luck. They get it, you know, by chance. And let me tell you, because you don't know how to, you know, you don't know how to recreate an event, you will struggle. It's no longer a science. It's just like when somebody hits money. Why a lot of people, have you wondered why so many people that win lottery end up being poor again? Hallelujah. A lot of people that win lottery, they end up going into poverty. Why? Because they, did not, they, they don't have that, that uh, 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 system. They don't understand the method of wealth production. They don't know how to produce wealth. They don't know how to retain wealth. They don't know how money works. It's just chance. And they usually end up in the same place they started. Because they don't understand systems. They don't understand how things work in the kingdom. There are systems, there are ways that things work. And you have to know it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so today we're going to read Matthew chapter 5. Let's start with Matthew chapter 5 this morning. Hmm. Matthew chapter 5. So we're talking about the law of non-resistance, which is part of the so many laws that we have in the kingdom. Hallelujah. The law of non-resistance. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to read that and then I'll explain it. I know that sounds strange to some of us, but there is a simple concept. It's not the name, so don't get, don't get confused about the name, law of non-resistance. Somebody will say, Pastor, I've come again. Which one is non-resistance? Praise God. Praise God. But you see, let's read Matthew chapter 5 from verse 38. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 38. Are you there now? Amen. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist the evil person. That is where the name, the law of non-resistance come, came in. Are you hearing me now? Are you hearing me? That is where the name, the law of non-resistance came in. He said what? But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Hmm? But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek to him also. If anyone wants to see you, sue you, and take away your tonic, let him have your clock also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you. And from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have heard. Praise God. 
You have heard. Are you there now? Are you there? Verse 43 now. He said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. He said, but I tell you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your father in heaven, for he makes the, his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Praise God. So the law of non-resistance is what Jesus said. That, that name was directly taken from the word of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, do not resist an evil person. He said, if somebody slaps you on your cheek, turn the other cheek. Now, now, <laughs> you see, because this is counterintuitive. Are you, are you getting my point? It's counterintuitive. It does not work with our natural, you know, inclination. Can somebody come and slap you, and the thing that you do naturally that will come to you is to turn the other cheek. <laughs> no, it won't. The next, the next thing you want to do is to retaliate in a harder way. It's God. You know, just imagine children. When anybody hits a child, any small a child, a fellow child, when children are playing, I have a lot of them in my house, so I, I can understand that. When a child hits another child, the the direct response of that child is to what? To hit back, and not just hit back, but to hit back very, very hard, harder than the one that he received. That is the natural thing. All right? But Jesus came to change it. Jesus came to change the system. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, when somebody slaps you on this cheek, you should turn the other cheek. That you should not resist an evil person. Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. And that is why today, even in churches, you can see people fighting enemies. And then when you look at their system and you look at Jesus. When you look at what they are doing and you look at Jesus. There is contradiction. It does not follow. And they say, no, yeah, 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 it's the Old Testament. Because, yeah, in the Old Testament, you see, what, the problem is that a lot of people don't understand the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, in the Old Testament, God was dealing with a nation. Alright? And this nation is a physical nation. The Jews. And they, they required, they, they had an army. They had their weapons, physical weapons, their fight was physical. Okay? The time of the old, the fight was physical. It was not spiritual. It was not spiritual battle that they were fighting. It was a physical battle. But you see, the kingdom of God is not... That's why Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. 
Hallelujah. My kingdom is what? It's not of this world. Praise God. It's not of this world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, God's kingdom is not of this world. It's a spiritual kingdom. And you must understand it that way. If not, you will be carnal. You will be physical in your fight. You will be fighting physical enemies. But the greatest enemy you need to fight is yourself. The thoughts that battle with you in your mind. They are the enemies you need to fight. To align yourself to the state of the kingdom. Hallelujah. One minute, promise. Restart, remove the, the, this thing from the, uh, this thing. Yes, and restart the audio. Restart the, uh, the audio. This thing. Change the hardware so that the sound can be good. Thank you. Sorry, we wanted to correct the sound that is coming out of our system. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, the law of non-resistance. You see, whatever you resist, persists. Whatever you resist, persists. So, how do we practice this law of non-resistance? The way to practice this law of non-resistance is do not react to situations. Are Are you hearing me now? Don't what? React to the challenges, to the situations you face. But do what? Respond. Can you hear me? Respond to them. Respond to the challenges. Respond to the situations you face. Don't react. The problem is that people react. Alright? And somebody says, okay, so what is the difference between reaction eh, and uh, Respond. Now, respond is different from reaction. Reaction is a habit. Okay? Reaction is a habit. But to respond, you have to think. To respond, you have to what? You have to think. When you react, whatever it is that that is causing you to react will win the battle and you will lose. But you see, when you respond, you win. We need to stop fighting and start winning. We need to start responding to situations and not react to them. React is the thing that comes natural to you. When somebody slaps you, the natural thing is to retaliate with a heavier slap. When somebody insults you, the natural thing is to insult the person back with a heavier insult. When people take things from you, the natural thing is to take something from them that hurts them more. 
You see, this is the reason why a lot of marriages today are not succeeding. It's because people don't know how to respond. You see, the difference between your success and your failure is in your response. Are you reacting to situations or you are responding? And that is about the law of resistance. The law of non-resistance, sorry. The law of non-resistance is saying, I will not resist. I will not fight. When people fight me, I do not fight back. But rather, I respond to them in a positive manner. Rather, I respond to them in what? In a positive manner. Now, this thing I'm telling you is something you need to practice for a long time. See, I, it took me a lot of years to even come to this point where I am, and I'm not there yet. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still growing in the law of non-resistance. I'm still growing, and I'm getting better by the day. But I want to introduce you to this law so that you can stop creating war and battles hallelujah don't give your time and energy to the things you do not want the problem is that we give our time and energy to the things we do not want the things you don't want in your life are the things you fight you are fighting you are fighting but you know what the more you keep fighting those things you feel that you don't want in your life, the more they keep reoccurring. So somebody will say, ah, Pastor, okay, if you say I shouldn't fight these things, what should I do then? Look at it. Direct your thoughts, direct your time and energy to the things you want and desire. Make a shift. Instead of fighting the things you don't want, make a shift to the things you want and stay there. Is somebody hearing me this morning? I said you are to make a shift to the things that you desire. Make a shift to the things that you want and stay there. Concentrate on the things you want and not on the things you don't want. So what it means is that if I am facing a challenge, instead of focusing my energy on the problem, I focus my energy on the solution. See, what I'm telling you, you know, I... I, I The question is, what is the solution? 
What is the way out? So instead of focusing on the challenges, instead of focusing on the problem, I turn my attention, I turn my energy to the solution. And I begin to seek solution. Now, a lot of people are where they are today because they had a, a, a challenge in their life one time. Either they made the wrong decision, somebody jilted them, or something happened in their life. And because of that, they shut down everything. Because of that thing that happened in their life, every day, they sit down and they're talking about it. Oh, you know, if, if, if not for this thing now, I would have been here. If not for this thing now, I would have been here. I wish this thing never happened. I didn't mean this happened. You know, I would have been here. I didn't mean this happened. I, listen, the way to move forward is to accept your, your situation. Accept your situation. Make peace with your adversary. Hallelujah. He said, quickly, quickly what? Quickly make peace with your adversary. This is the situation. Praise God. This is my situation. This is where I am right now. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is where I am right now. I cannot change it. What I need to do is to accept it. Praise God. To accept where I am and then look at look forward for the solution. Glory to God. And I look forward for the solution. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So don't give your time and energy to the things you don't want. Don't give your time and energy to, to the negative events that have occurred in your life, to the negative Now, if you look at a machine, let me give you an example now. A machine that works. Hmm? Take, for instance, a machine now. When a machine is working... It is not the movement of the machine that wears the machine down beyond use and service. It is the friction. The friction is the thing that destroys that machine. What is friction? Friction is opposition in resistance. Now, when there is friction, people are, something is fighting each other. What happened? you begin to get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Anytime you are always fighting people, you are always fighting things, you are always angry, you are fighting this person today, you are fighting that person tomorrow, oh, you are arguing, oh, you are resisting, no, I will not agree. Why did you do this? Ah, I will not agree. Oh, I will not agree. Your life becomes very bitter. Your life becomes so full of irritation. Hallelujah. Amen. That is not the way. And the thing is that immediately you start in that kind of position, you lose your main objective. You lose your goal. You lose focus. Take for instance, you are traveling to a place. And suddenly, from church and um, 
I saw a, a, a young man that was driving a Porsche car, a very nice car, very, very beautiful car. And then it's like one other guy who had a very cheap car, the other Toyota camera or something, just came and brushed this guy a little. The guy came down, removed his clothes, jacked the Toyota Camry guy, and they started fighting on the road. This was happening, I think, around Jack on day also. They started fighting. And this guy said, supposedly, a wealthy guy, a very... Do you understand my point? And you know what? Just like the story I was telling you, if I, was, if I had three hours journey to make and I start fighting, what have I done? I have delayed my time. I will stand at a standstill until that battle is finished before I will start my journey again. And I will have lost what? I will have lost so much time. And let me tell you, if time is not taken, before you even reach that place, another thing will happen again that will delay you. What I'm telling us today is that focus on your goal. Hallelujah. Focus on what? On your goal. What is the objective? When distractions come, stay away from the distractions. Avoid the distractions. Let the goal be the focus. Let me tell you, before we started service this morning, we had a big distraction. Distraction came on one of the instruments we are supposed to use for service. And you can see, we started late. The distraction came. But what did we do? We, we did not go about trying to, oh God, this thing has happened. Oh, what are we going to do? Hey, no, we tried to find solution. And we moved on. Our focus was on the goal. What I'm telling you, one of the ways to succeed in life is don't lose focus on the goal. No matter the distraction, no matter the resistance, don't get into the, this battle of resistance. Are you hearing me now? Focus on the goal. What is the goal of your marriage? The goal of your marriage is peace. You want to have a peaceful home? You want to have a lovely home? Let that be your focus. When things in the house, in the home come that want to distract you, don't try to use all your energy. You are focusing all your energy to trying to solve that problem. You are losing time. You are losing the time. You See, let me be honest with you. I lost a lot of time in my marriage too. Because earlier in my marriage, we were trying to solve all the challenges. But you know what I have learned now? To ignore them. No, 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 not to ignore them per se, but I've learned not to let them bother me. I've learned to focus on my goal. Focus on my goal. Hallelujah. I don't let those distractions pull me back. I don't let those distractions weigh me down. Because what, happened, what used to happen those days, when those distractions come, my whole life becomes like a mess. And I'm on standstill for a long time. But I've learned now not to focus on those distractions. Hallelujah. Amen. I've learned not to focus on those distractions. No matter what they are. That's the way to win. That's the way to win. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, don't let those distractions stop you. And you, See, let me tell you. Anytime you go into that kind of battle, what are you going to expect? More battle. 
Because the other person that you are trying to resist will also say, eh, okay now. Or yeah, let's do it and finish it. What has happened? Fight has started. The fire will continue. But imagine if somebody is bringing fire and you are bringing water. <laughs> do you understand my point? But when, you, when somebody is bringing fire and you are bringing fire, what happened? Fire for fire. Have you heard all those crusades? Fire for fire. And you know what? The fire for fire will continue. There will be more fires. Fires are coming. The fire never ends. You see, when you look at the life of Jesus and you look at the, the Christianity today, the, the disparity is so much. I don't know how many of you are seeing this thing. You look at the life of Jesus and you look at what, what, what is happening today. You can see the wide gap. And you begin to ask yourself, okay, so what happened? How did we get here? The Christian faith is, was never to be physical. It was about non-resistance. And Jesus preached it. Jesus preached it. He said, do not resist the evil person. Focus on the good. And that's why he said what? Repay good for what? For evil. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Pray for your enemies. These days, people don't talk about this kind of gospel. They say, anybody that tried me must die. That's the gospel we hear. But that's not what Jesus preached. Look at what Jesus preached. Pray for your enemies. Bless those who despitefully use you. So what happens? When somebody is a thorn in your flesh, when somebody is trying by all means to hurt you, what, what is your response to them? Blessing. I'm not saying the cliche of bless you, bless you. But when you go, go back in your house, you're planning and you're thinking of the next way to harm that person. No, we're talking about it. It must come from your consciousness. Praise God. It must sub come from what? Your subconsciousness. The, it must come from the inside that you forgive that person and you don't even think about it. You forget it completely. You don't think about You don't focus on it. You focus on your goal, your purpose, what you want to achieve. Hallelujah. You know what the devil does is to keep you on those obstacles. And when he keeps you there, you stay there for too long. All right? And you begin to recreate. Because he says that whatever you resist persists. Anything you resist, eh? it persists. It keeps occurring. Anything you try to fight, it keeps occurring. You don't fight it. You just focus on the right thing. Amen. 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 Focus on the right thing. Bless your obstacles and go on. Bless your obstacles and go on. If you read Matthew chapter 5 from verse 43, let's read it now. We've read it before. Let's read it. Say you have heard that it was said, you shall love your, your neighbors and hate your enemies. Now this was, this was, Jesus was talking about the Old Testament. And that's why he said, you have heard. He was talking to the Jews. He said, you have heard. That. He said, in, in, in the first, in 38, he said, you have heard. That he said, the tooth for a tooth and a tat for a tat. 
Jesus came to change the law. But the problem is that a lot of Christians are still in the Old Testament. They still want to practice it the old way. But I've explained to us that the, the Christianity is different from the, 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 the Judaism of the Old Testament because the Old Testament was a physical nation. Jesus is not after a physical nation now. It's a spiritual kingdom that he's building that is not restricted. He opened the door. It was not about Israel. Every human being is now what? A potential child of God. Jesus died for every human being. Before, it was just for the Israelites that God was concerned. So every other nation that tried to fight the Israelites became an enemy. And they had to fight them physically. But it was not the same with Christianity. This is the difference that people have not been able to. So when you read the Old Testament, you must see it in the light of the New Testament. You must read the Old Testament with the New Testament picture. Is somebody understanding me now? Because if not, you will misunderstand some things. The Bible said that the New Testament is the fulfillment. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law. So, you are supposed to look at the fulfillment and not the law itself. It's just like what I used to say about updated software. This is an old version of a software. This is an updated software. So, which one should benefit you more? It's the updated software. Hallelujah. So it was said in the Old Testament. Love only your, your neighbors and what? Hate your enemies. But look at the new law Jesus is giving now, which is the law of non-resistance. He said, he said, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. And persecute you. You know, this kind of gospel is not a gospel that everybody likes. What people like now is when I say, Come, oh yeah, everybody that is attacking you now in the name of Jesus, die! Aha! <laughs> people get wake up. People like that kind of prayer. But it, it does not follow the gospel. It is not the gospel of Jesus. Look at what Jesus said. He said, Love your enemies. Jesus Himself, oh, I'm, it's not the, this. Love your enemies. Pray for those who spitefully use you. That means the way of war, the way to fight for a Christian is not physical. The way to fight for a Christian is spiritual. And that spiritual fight is not like you are sending daggers in the realm of the spirit. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's a fight of love. It's when you fight evil with love. When you fight resistance with love. People will say, Pastor, this, this thing is hard. Though. It's not hard. We just need to change our mind. We need to change our mind. We need to change how we're thinking. Praise God. Oh, praise God. He said, when you change towards your obstacle, your obstacle changes towards you. I'm telling you, you know, if you are listening to me and you have always been having problems with your spouse, either your husband or your wife, eh, can you change your method? Instead of always resisting them, instead of always arguing with them, 
instead of always quarreling with them. Whenever those things, those things happen that you don't like, it, don't, don't focus on it. Don't retaliate. Respond with good instead of evil. Respond with good instead of evil. I'm telling you, you will discover that the circle of that thing will change. Tell me, all the people that have always been fighting and resisting, where did they end up? They end up in divorce. There's no end to it. I'm telling you the truth. There's no end to it. Check out people who always fight. They don't, they, they, they don't, there's no end. It just keeps reoccurring and reoccurring until one use, one bad thing will happen. Except one of the, of the people involved learn this law of non-resistance. If you immediately they learn the law of non-resistance and begin to apply it, things change. Once you remove the thought of enmity and opposition from your consciousness towards an obstacle, you will stop attracting the same condition into your life. I have shared with us that there was a time in my life it was all about demon, 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 demon. And the day I stopped, all the demons left. The day I stopped fighting these demons, <laughs> chasing them, looking for them where they are, they disappeared. And my focus now is on God. I want to love God. I want to serve God. And because... The, the, the angels of God surround me because the glory of God is always around me. Because the presence of God is always around me. Demons have no space anymore. When there's one to come, from afar they see the glory. From afar they see the glory. Because I always talk about Jesus. Because I always practice the presence of God. Now the presence of God is always around me, with me, when demons come. They see, they say, in fact, that was exactly what the devil saw when he went to God for Job. He said, you have what? You have put a shield around him. There is a shield around you, child of God. Stop focusing on the negative. Start putting all your energy eh, to learn about God. To win more souls for Jesus. And if your energy is focused on those things, those are the things that you start experiencing. You start seeing more of God in your life. You know, in Africa, we're very demon conscious. We're very negative conscious. Can we begin to see the good in people? Can we change that mindset of always thinking about evil? Thinking about negativity? And start thinking about good? Whatever you resist, persist. That wasn't the life of Jesus. Jesus, he said, don't resist the, 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 the evil one. He said, if he slaps you on the, on the right, you do what? Turn the left one. So people have changed this place. They say, that's not what Jesus means. <laughs> I've heard messages where people have found it and changed it. But it's the same thing. It's what Jesus meant. The only thing is that they are struggling to keep with it because it doesn't appeal to the flesh. It doesn't appeal to the nature, the natural flesh. When you do good to those that hate you, you rise above the thought of hate. 
Hate then cannot touch your life. Loving your enemies take away their weapons of hate. Malice, revenge, and so on. And their loving interest will be reciprocal with yours. Imagine when somebody hurts you and you don't retaliate. Rather, you bless the person, you pray for the person. What happened to that person? The person's weapon is removed. And I'm sure the person that hurt you was already expecting that you are coming back. And what they'll do is to prepare, get together, weapon. They are expecting you that they are coming back to fight. You are coming back to fight. So they are also battle ready. So that any blow you punch will give you a bad one. And you then you are when you punch the blow, you, you are going to you are going also to, to arrange and fight. What happened? The fight continues. The fight continues to grow higher and higher. There is no end. The only way to peace is non-resistance. Praise God. And that's what Jesus was preaching. He said, love enemies. Let me tell you, nothing worth and lasting is ever gained by argument. Disagreement with one only causes him or her to put on his full armor and all his or her forces to, in opposition to yours. When you disagree with people, you are only making them fortified to fight you more. When you agree with your worthy opponents, you leave them defenseless without need of their armor. The one who sees himself as an enemy changes to be your friend. That's how the Bible says, when the ways of a man pleases what? God, even his enemies will become what? Become his friends. Will be at peace with him. How? Because the man is not resistance. The man is not fighting back. When you fight back your enemies, what happens? Your enemies go and fight back and the battle continues. Hallelujah. People's mistake this law for weakness. You know, sometimes people say, you know, that's weakness. How can they fight you and you don't revenge? That's weakness. You are being weak. You know, that's how it occurs, that you are being weak. But let me tell you, it's not weakness. It is strength. Hallelujah. It is strength. Jesus said, the meek will inherit the earth. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. You can post it online. We don't have time to read it now. Matthew chapter 5. He said, the meek will what? The meek will inherit the earth. Who is the meek man? The meek is not the same as weakness. It is inner strength. It is not physical strength. It is not strength in mind and it, sorry, it is not strength in the physical. It is strength in mind and spirit. You can be truly meek. You can't be truly meek if you are not strong and spirited. Meekness is strength appropriated when you do not argue. When you do not become angry. When you are not boastful. When you are not proud. When you do not insist upon having your rights in a quarrelsome manner, that is meekness. The strength you use to win an argument by refusing to argue, that is meekness. 
The street you use to win an argument by refusing to argue. <laughs> they are able to convince another person without force, without argument, without fighting. That's meekness. Bless every obstacle and be unwilling to understand it. Whatever challenge that is coming your way right now, they are a distraction. Don't go fight those challenges. Don't go trying to fight. Just surrender. How many of you have seen when, like when there is riots, like the riot that is going on in America now, and all that? Immediately people surrender. What happened? Everybody lays down their weapon. Are you hearing me now? So we're not saying surrender to the problem, to the and say, okay, problem. I'm, I'm dead. Come and carry me. No, that's not, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that surrender to the fight and change your method. Your method is the way of peace. Start declaring peace. Start declaring peace. Hallelujah. When you resist the fight, you are only empowering the things you are fighting. Our struggle is rooted in the belief that the things we are resisting are powerful. So we feel we have to exert an effort to overcome them. But it is the very belief that they are powerful that gives them their power in the first place. So fighting only increases their power. You are fighting fire with fire and there will be more fire. When you fight the situations in your life, when I mean, when I'm talking about fighting, I'm talking about when you are, you know, you are just struggling. I, I Luther continue. I shan't agree. I shan't agree. You know, you understand my point? You are trying to do it by your own power. Your own you think you can overcome by being, by being powerful and by being, no, no, no. That's not how it works. Praise God. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Amen. This is why only drunk men and women can have a successful marriage. <laughs> it takes a drunk man and a drunk woman to have a successful marriage. Have you seen a drunk person? Somebody that is drunk. When you are abusing the person, what the person do? You, you insult the person, the person say, hey, what are you talking about? You insult the person, the person say, oh. The person who doesn't even understand what you're saying. It takes a drunk man and a drunk woman to live a successful marriage. Because if not, if you are alive and you are well and you are strong, <laughs> your natural tendencies eh, will be what? Will, be, will, will manifest. So, so how can a woman for, take for instance, for example, how can your wife slap you and you will not react? It takes a dead man. It takes a drunk man. How can your, your husband behave in certain ways that you know is very wrong and you're not fighting back? It takes a drunk woman. Hallelujah. It takes a drunk woman. 
It takes somebody who understands the law of non-resistance. And immediately you start into you go into that area of resistance, each of you are now plotting the way to outdo each other. Each of you are now plotting the way who is going to do the worst one. This one will say, Oh, you, you think you succeeded at it? Wait for me. The person is there calculating, calculating, planning, scheming. The next thing he will do that will be more painful than you. Haven't, see, haven't you seen people? Have you seen husband and wife fighting? Everybody is looking for what they will say that will hurt the other person. This person will say this one and say, Okay, wait. He will not think, hey, Okay, this man likes his mother very well. If I can cause his mother, Ah, it will get him. He will go and bring out something about his mother and curse his mother. And then the next thing the guy says, you curse my mother, you curse my mother. Fight has started. And then the next thing, oh, you beat me, you beat me. If it's a woman that is very, that is very, this thing, the break bottle. Before you know, either somebody has killed somebody. So, you see, it does not work. Resistance does not work. It will only increase the, the situation. It will only manufacture more of it. You will keep fighting. You will keep struggling. It will just keep going. It does not end. The way to peace is no resistance. That's what the Bible says. There is no end to it. Fire big fire. And it's not the way of God. But you know, it's so funny that a lot of Christians are doing this thing today. In fact, this new generation. You say, who? Me? They can't try me. I will give them fire for fire. I don't know how many of you have been, I've, I've heard people say that kind of thing. I've heard a lot. <laughs> I'll give them fire for fire. And then when the fire for fire starts, you don't also know the strength of this person. Because the person is also preparing for you. When you give your own fire, they go and prepare and get a, a bigger fire. And the fire continues. And before you know, either you, are, you get burnt or the other person gets burnt. And of what value is that? It does not follow biblical principle. The Bible says, agree with your enemies. End the fight. And bless them. There is power when you bless them. When you bless them, what happened? They drop their weapons. I come and peace to you. This is a very strong principle. Praise God. Resistance is about, you know, focusing on how things should have been or how someone must should have treated you. This creates friction. Accept the things the way they are. Instead of fighting, look forward to a better tomorrow. Be expectant. See opportunities. Don't pay attention to lack. Pay attention to abundance. We have more than enough. Plenty is available for everyone. Praise the Lord. Lastly, before we go, I want us to read a couple of other scriptures, you know, that will give us more light on this, and then we'll round up and then pray. Because, see, this thing is prayer. It is by the power of God. It's not, it's not, by, it's not by, by fights. It's only God that can help you. And it comes by practice. So I want you to start practicing it. It comes by practice. You master it by practice. But I'm telling you, 
I can tell you from my own life, since I started practicing non-resistance, eh, my life has changed. I'm not fighting any battle anymore. All the fight, the fight, the battle I'm fighting now is resisting the temptation to think negative in my mind. That's the battle now. The battle has now been transferred from the physical in my mind. Mastering the ability to focus on the right things, no matter what is happening on the outside. Imagine if people are busy. Listen, in, in these days of social media, you will say things, people will misinterpret it. And say all kinds of things. So I want to advise anybody, any preacher, any child of God, anybody in social media, and when you say things, people are saying, don't, 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 see, don't respond. That's the law of non-resistance. Let me show you a, a very practical law of non-resistance. If you don't respond, or your approach is, thank you very much for your observation. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. We'll work on it. Once you say that you have ordered, you have disarmed it. All the other armor, all the other weapon that the person has, because when they start the first attack, that's not their weapon. They're coming. They don't throw the first one. <laughs> they don't throw the first one to, to get you. And immediately you respond, then they unleash all the other ones. And that's what the mistake a lot of people don't understand. Don't, 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 see, don't respond. If you would ever respond, agree with your adversary. Just agree with them and say, they are, don't worry, no problem. And you know what happened? All their weapons, they will just do what? Drop it down. They will surrender. And then go and look for the next person that is ready to respond to them and then they fire. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. I, we, we've, not been, I, we've been a year and but we have received several attacks on social media. But we don't respond. We don't deal with it. I don't. Sometimes I will receive it. I will just laugh. Because most times the people are misunderstanding. Your, they don't know you. They don't know your heart. They are just taking out of context what you have said. Praise God. So bless your adversaries. That's what Jesus says. He said, don't, well, don't retaliate. Bless those who curse you. Eh? Do people still do that today? A lot of people don't bless those who curse them all. Eh? They rather they curse back with a heavier curse. It doesn't work. You see, our flesh, this is this is our nature to the flesh. Me, as I'm talking to you, I have failed. I have failed in this thing so many times. <laughs> I remember not, not just quite long, I was coming back from somewhere, and some Aboro, some, some area boys just came and they were shouting, shouting, and wanted to extort money from me. But the natural person in me just jumped out, and I started shouting at them. And before you know, the shout was going up and up. Imagine if they came and said, hey, guys, alpha, alpha, you know, you know just, if whatever you have, just find them, and then it will end. Anytime you go in the way of resistance, you will face more resistance, and the thing continues. Praise God. Some people think it's weakness. It's not weakness. It's strength. Your ability to stay. 
to go against your natural inclination. What is that? It's strength. It's power. It takes enough power to stay down. At the face of provocation. It's not for babes. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 6 from verse 27. Luke chapter 6 verse 27. Look at it. He said, but I say to you who hear. But he said, but I say to you who hear. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strike you on the one cheek. Told the other cheek. And from him who take away your cloak. Do not withhold your tonic either. Give to everyone who acts of you. And from him who takes away your good, your goods, do not ask them back. This is also, this is a variant, it's just the same thing uh, that, is, that we see in Mark chapter 5. Now let us read Romans. We'll just read these scriptures and then we'll start to pray. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 17. Romans chapter 12, verse 17. Are you there now? Romans chapter 12, verse 17. He said, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Have regard for good things. As in, see the good in all men. Praise God. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Praise God. He said, Below, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to rot, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Leave vengeance for God. That's what he's saying. Don't avenge people. People don't, people, somebody hurt you, you are trying to revenge. No. Somebody said bad thing to you. Somebody cursed you and said bad thing to you. You know, you are looking for the next thing, the worst thing to say to that person. No, you don't have to. He said, Lou, do what? Leave vengeance for God. I'm going to share a story with you quickly before, before we, we go on this matter. But let's just finish reading these scriptures. You know? He said, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap a coal of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Praise God. Yeah. This is powerful. Overcome evil with what? With good. Do not let evil overcome you. Don't let people's evil towards you make you now begin to retaliate in evil. He said, forgive. Let go. Allow God to revenge. He said, when you do that, you disarm your enemies. You make make your enemies confused. Because when they attack you, they are expecting an attack. But now you refuse to attack them back. What happened? They are confused. Romans chapter 13 verse 8. All no one anything except love for one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Love. That's what we are talking about. Let your heart be love towards everyone. No matter how they are not treating you well, love them. Release love, not hate. Hallelujah. Release love, not hate. Don't, don't, don't resist. Don't resist. Praise God. 
Lastly, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. We'll read this now and then I'll share a brief story with you and then we'll go for today. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 18. Look at what he says. Servant, be submissive to your master with all fear, not only good and gentle, but also to, to, to the harsh. Can you, can you imagine that? Be submissive to your master with all fairness. He said, not only the good ones, but even the harsh ones. How many of you have masters who are harsh? The Bible says be good to them. Hallelujah. Do you understand my point? The Bible says pray for them. Love them. Be good to them. Don't retaliate. Don't say because they are harsh to you. Then you are looking. There was a story of somebody who was praying for her boss to lose her child. And when the boss finally lose the child, she was rejoicing. That's wickedness. And she said she's a Christian. And she would say, my God, I've done it. My, your God did what? Killed somebody? What kind of God is that? The kind of God people worship is not the kind of God I worship. There are so many gods people are worshiping today that it's not the true God. Because it is not in the character of God. To kill somebody because the person has a problem with your... You are, you are, either you are struggling with the office. Maybe the person doesn't like your face in the office. Because of that, you, you, you are going to pray. You are pray, 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 pray that, that fire will fire the person. Christianity. This is not Christianity. It's not the Jesus I see in the Bible. It's not the apostles I see. It's not. Something is wrong. Something has crept in. It's not. Hallelujah. This is what the Bible said. Look at it. Look at. I'm not. I'm not just saying these things. They are from the scriptures. It says, "Servant, be submissive to your master." With only to the good and the gentle but also to the harsh or fault you take it patiently but when you do good and suffer if you take it patiently this is commendable before god for to this you were called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that we should follow his footsteps he's saying look if you offended and they punish you and you take it patiently, it's okay. You have received the reward for your disobedience, right? He said, but when you are obedient, you are good, and you are suffering, and you are suffering for being good. He said, that is now commendable. That is now a Christian kind of lifestyle. You did not harm them. You did not do anything wrong. And they are hurting you. They are doing those things wrong. And then you don't retaliate. That is a Christian. But today, what do we see? People say, ah, I didn't do anything wrong. And these people are fighting me. You know, this is what I used to know those days that people go to Abalis to do. They call it a Jimofo in Igbo land. They go to Abalis and say, Abalis, I didn't do anything wrong. And people are following me. Please, fight them back for me. That is what people are doing today in the name of church. A lot of places. They go to prophet and say, prophet, this person is chasing me. I didn't do anything wrong. And then prophet was praying against the person. It's not God. The Bible said, I desire that all men what, should come to, to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus, look at, look at, look at, um, uh, look at James, uh, James and uh, John, the, 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 the sons of uh, thunder. What happened? When 
they faced some opposition and resistance at the disciples of Jesus. And they said, Jesus, let's do what? Let's call down fire. What did Jesus do? Eh? Imagine if it was this time. What would some people do? Take for instance now. Let me give you a typical, typical example. A one, uh, uh, the way I am now. Somebody start attacking me on social media. And then all my church members and my friends and my people start to attack the person. What should I do? I will say, now you people should attack him. Give him fire for fire. Fire for fire. How can they attack me? But you see, this was exactly what Jesus did. Jesus said, no, don't. Don't. Don't try it. Hallelujah. Don't try it. That's what Jesus did. The Bible said that when Job prayed for his friends, what happened? That was when God blessed him. The captivity of Job was lifted when he prayed for his friends. Who are his friends? Have you forgotten? His friends were the people that were cursing Job. They blamed Job. They said all kind of things to Job. Go and read Job. You will see all the things, this same, his so-called his friends, all the way they were talking to him and they were saying all these things to him. But what did Job do? Hallelujah. Job prayed until Job got it. Initially, Job was just talking, 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 defending himself. And when God opened his eyes, Job now started praying for his friends. And what happened? The Bible said immediately Job prayed for his friends. His captivity was lifted. There was a time I was asked from my job wrongly. I was accused very wrongly and I was sacked. I was so bitter that period of my life. In fact, I had even gone to contact a lawyer. I was going to fight it. We were already getting ready to, to start the battle and everything. That was the time I joined Covenant Christian Center newly. In church, Pastor Poju whom I have never met, we just came into the church newly, so I've never had any encounter. He doesn't even know if I'm in the church. But he said, that day he was just preaching, he said, look, you may have decided right now to go to court and fight that battle. You may have decided right now to go to court and start that, that, that war. But you see, what the Spirit of God is telling you now is don't fight. Forgive. In fact, if you go home, call all those people that have offended you and begin to pray for them and forgive them. Immediately you do that, God will open new doors for you. That day in church, I was crying. I, I was shedding tears in church. I was like, God, allow me to fight. I want to fight. What they did to me was so bad. Look at what they did to me. How can they accuse me of this thing? And they, 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 they look at what wow, they messed me up. And Pastor Paul said it that day. And I left that place. I cried, but I left that place and I went back home and I called off everything. I said, no, no more. I called the lawyer. I called everybody. I said, I'm no more interested in this thing. I forgive everybody. In fact, somebody told me, say, oh, I've never, you are so foolish. Do you know what this means? Do you know what? I said, no, no, I forgive. And listen, immediately after I forgive, after I forgave, I went through that process 
of not having a job, that's how I started my own business. That's how I became an employer. That's how massive things started happening in my life. That was the last time I, 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 I was ever in employment. And now I now employ people. What I'm telling you is that the greatest strength you have is non-resistance. Don't fight back. Leave the fight for God. Forgive. Pray for those who, who hate you. Those who have said wrong things about you, bless them. And you will see God manifest. Can we be on our feet right now at the beginning of just... Thank God for, for, I'm beginning to ask God for strength right now. See, this thing is not by power how. <laughs> it takes the, it takes the, it takes the, the, the hand of God for you to be able to engage in this. Open your mouth and begin to say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Are there people that you have in your heart that have offended you? It's time you begin to bless them. Just the same way I did that day, I heard this message from Pastor Paul. And he said, go and forgive those that have offended you. Pray for them. Pray that they get blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you just begin to pray and say, God, help me. Begin to ask the Holy Ghost to help you. Ask him to help you to forgive. Ask him to help you to let go. Ask him to help you to let go. Of all the people that have offended you. Non-resistance that you shouldn't resist. Ask him to let go. Ask him to help you. Ask him to help you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Father. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Our time is fast spent. I just want to thank everyone that have joined us today for service. God bless you. We started a bit late. But we thank God that uh, we didn't allow the resistance. <laughs> because there was a resistance that came. Uh, and we applied the principle that we were taught this morning, that we that we've heard this morning. We found the solution instead of focusing on the problem. And God helped us. So if you have your offerings, remember it's good to give. The Bible said, Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over shall be added to your bosom. Giving is very important. So the, the account numbers are, have been posted online. If you want to do a transfer, the account numbers are online. If you want to give through, um, through the, the website, the website link is online. Yeah, the website link is online so you can give through the website. Praise God. Praise God. So uh, thank you everyone for joining God bless you. Our services are Sunday, we start by 9. Wednesday, we start by uh, 6.30. Also, we have MixLR every day on MixLR. We are live on MixLR every day from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And 6.30 p.m., to eight every day so listen this period is a period you need to get yourself soaked in the word of god so you can follow us is mixlr.com forward slash crest life bc crest life bc so you can click on it follow us so that anytime we are online 
you know, you can log in. I will, anytime we're online, you will get a message. Immediately you follow, register. So you register, sign in, register on MixLR, have an account on MixLR, and then you follow us. So that anytime we're online, you will be alerted in your email that we're online. Okay? So please, make sure you are in with us and hear the word of God. And the word of God will help you, you know, to navigate these trying seasons and this trying time. God bless you. How many of you have been blessed? Now can you just lift up your hands and begin to appreciate God wherever you are. Begin to appreciate him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for I apply the principle, the doctrine of non-resistance. The principle, the laws of non-resistance. I do not resist my enemies, but rather I show them love. I apply the law of love. I apply the law of love over my enemies. I apply the law of love over those that hate me, over those that act wrongfully towards me. And by this law of love, I overcome every challenge. And my life is free from fighting. My life is free from arguments. My life is free from all battles. But rather I enjoy my life because God has given me peace. Thank you, Lord. I receive the power to make peace. I receive the power to forgive. I receive the power to let go of the hearts in my heart. I receive the power to continue to bless all my enemies. I receive the power to bless all the obstacles in my life. I receive the power not to focus on the negative, but to always see the positive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Can we share the grace, everyone? The grace 